0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics. I'm Rodney McBerrto, Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. What are we going to talk about today? Well, we know what's going on in D.C. Our Texans are out there fighting for us. But anyhow, like I said before... What we're going to do to start the program is let you know what the program is going to be all about today. So starting, title of the show, Representative Penny Morales Shaw on voter suppression, Ro Khanna hit space billionaires, GOP COVID hypocrisy. You know, today, folks, when I saw that stuff launch in the air, I'm an engineer. I love to see those kinds of things. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. But then uh, as also as a political activist, I see what's behind much of what we're seeing out here, folks. And it was like. My God, my God, my God, I cannot believe what I'm actually seeing here, how these folks are going crazy berserk about what's going on. Anyhow, before we get into the program, i you know, got to take care of what my peeps want to talk about, and my peeps are starting to have things on here already. May Wood, welcome aboard, Jessica Taylor, como estas Alicia? You say it's spelled Alisha, so there you go, Alisha, first time watcher, thank you so kindly for being here, Alisha. Maywood says, the show seemed to lock up yesterday just as you were getting started, sure it was something I did though. Uh, I think that would be the only person that told me that, and the internet just came back in on time. I'm so happy to hear that because we got a lot to talk about. Paul Fleming, Houston Weather Having Technical Difficulties. I hope it gets better. Let's see what we got here. Julie Van Astel, welcome to PDR. Thank you so kindly for welcoming others, Julie. All right, let's see who else is here with us. Paul Fleming, ATL checking in. Julie Van Astel, good afternoon. Beautiful people is what she says. Michael Rodden starts, Reckless G20 states subsidize fossil fuels by $3 trillion since 2015, say report every fossil fuel subsidy must go to renewables. Addressing global warming can't wait any longer. I love your passion for global warming. I love your passion for this climate change. We've got to keep that passion and make sure we put that forth to others and start electing people who are going to make that change that we know we must have. Okay, Michael also says, Across the state of New York, left elected officials are winning. Primary challenges are where it's at. Yes, That's why, look, I I don't hide what I am or whatever. I am in the Democratic Party. I am a a precinct chair. And what I've told all my Democratic people that say, oh, the Democrats are just like the Republicans or the Democrats are trying to do. I'm saying, no, 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 the Democrats are who you make the Democrats to be. You want to make a change? You get in there and make a change. You go in there and fight for the change. The only party right now where progressives can get a foothold is in the Democratic Party. People say, "Well, join the Green Party, join the the, the all these other parties." Well, even uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who's with the Just Not Justice Party, with the um. Uh, was earlier with the, I, I don't remember the name of the party. I, when I interviewed her at Netroots, she was with this other group. You know, it's pretty much a coalition that kind of resides within the Democratic Party. That's what you got to do. You got to go with the structures that are there. And once you start to take over those structures, you can make the changes that you want to make. And that is what we ought to do. That is what we are doing. And that's what we will do. If anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you, Fauci tells. That was a, be- a thing of beauty. Uh, put Paul in heated exchange at the Senate here. And Republicans lie so often and so badly, it's not even fun. Republicans propagate conspiracy theories uh, the actual, uh, to harm people who believe them. See their false claims and threat our Democratic Republic. See their false claims about the 2020 election. They need to be called out. Look, the funny thing about it is that is their modus operandi. Their modus operandi is lying. And it's so hard to convince all my good Republican friends that that's all these guys do. They they have practiced lies because what they are doing, they are that party is completely, in uh, that party completely has no no particular policies for the average American citizen. They are there solely for their benefactors. Look, the the, the Democrats are there for their benefactors as well, but at least they give some peanuts to their constituents these guys don't they don't even give the penis they just lie they give their con they they give the rich folk and then they lie to the constituents that's what it's all about okay michael rodden napa man with white privilege card and accomplished charge with plotting to blow up democratic headquarters today yeah i saw that three days ago actually uh far right have become parodies of themselves Remember that guy up in Napa who was basically a character out of the Coin Brothers movie who was arrested in January just before Inauguration Day with a white privilege card and text on his phone talking about wanting to blow up Twitter, a Democrat building with pipe bombs? Well, he and his accomplice buddy have now been charged. Look, these guys talk about law and order. They are the biggest breakers of the law. We know that. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Eric Hayes hi all Houston we have a violent problem from me from chief scolding the local represent actually the chief in uh, the, our former chief it, who's now in Miami sent uh, really sent a nasty tweet I will say to Rodney Ellison I told you this would happen I wish more people instead of making crime a political issue they would actually start telling the truth things like, yeah, uh, if 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 crime is very low and it increases by a little bit, the percentage increase looks very large. Look, we don't want crime, we want to fight crime, we want to mitigate crime, but we also don't let we don't want to use cr- an increase in crime for miti- other for other mitigating factors to cause us to create silly policies. And uh, it is childish to create silly policies and sometimes our Law enforcement people themselves, and I know the chief quite well, thank you very much, interviewed him at KPFT, uh, I, I, I the, the chief that I think is now in Miami, I think he was off base in his critique as opposed to giving a, uh, uh, in, a in effect, trying to tell what's the problem, he simply went ahead and said, oh, I told you if you did that, crime was going to go up, well, many counties didn't do what we did, and their crimes went up as well. It is a different dynamics and on people until people learn. Thank you, Justice Democrats, was who uh, Alexandria Casa Cortez was with. Thank you very much, Radnin. My people are so smart. Uh, E2247, welcome aboard. Nation state leaders of the world meet November 1st in Glasgow. Climate talks about 2015 Paris promise of new climate commitments. Many corporations will release their latest climate plans that you probably should never believe. Stop the money pipeline. STMP. That sounds like a a protocol we use, in. it's SMTP for mail, though. Okay, let's see what else we got. Stop the money pipeline. Got you. Julie Van Astel says, Bridge MCP. Saluting everybody. Deadline Glasgow, Defund Climate Chaos. I'm keeping my read. Lee Grant, welcome aboard, my brother. Uh, Michael Runner, Egberto, you know that peanuts aren't enough. I know peanuts aren't enough, but it's better than nothing. And I'm not saying better than nothing to be a positive here. I'm saying the bad people give you peanuts, the horrendous people give you Now, we are going to multiply and create good people to get what we need to get done. Here is a sign of the times from Lee Grant. First transgender model to cover sports illustrated swimsuits issue. I kind of love that. First transgender model to cover sports illustrated swimsuit issue. Uh, Do you see something wrong with that, Lee Grant? From a former homophobe, myself, who was an idiot, who was a fool, myself. I'm talking about me now, so I can use those words against myself. I was an uneducated idiot in my homophobic days. That's who I was. I've atoned. I'm not looking for a pat on the back. But I can tell you one thing. I continue to atone for my stupidity of the past. And by the way, I've been a pro Gay supporter for now over 30 years. Is it 30 years? Let me, make, let me make sure I'm not lying. Actually, it's more like 25 years or so. Okay? We got to grow up, folks. All these isms and all these forms of prejudice that we practice. I was on a call, a, a democratic call, uh, and uh, recently on a big Zoom call, hundreds of people on the call. And we were talking about transgenders and um, we were going to censure a particular person and for going against transgender folk. And I heard a black pastor say something so offensive. We don't want to censor this guy because many of us have that same thought and belief as well. A black pastor through a private email i let him have it because if you want to talk about people discriminating against you if you want to talk about all the isms that's placed against you and you place it against somebody else then you are in no position absolutely no position to complain when that is reverberates right against you and as a pastor as a leader in the community If you ever support uh, discrimination of any sort, for me, it's a reason to excommunicate you from society as a leader. Anyhow, it really got me upset. Now, Lee Grant, I hope you're kind of tongue-in-cheek. There is no place for prejudice, period, of any kind. If something offends you, keep your offense to yourself because it's not about you. It's not about you. If you don't like to see a transgender person on a cover... Don't buy it. But that person has all the rights to be everywhere, as you do. Uh, Eric Hayes, blame game. Both sides blame each other. uh, Typical swampy BS. No, that's not what it is at all. Both sides don't blame each other equally. And both sides don't have equality towards blame. At this time in our society, the people that are perpetrating evil on others... Or people on the right. And I'm not talking about my Republican friends specifically. But but hate. Real hate. Real violence. Is being perpetrated from those sycophants on the right. And that's an absolute statement that can be proven with the convictions. That can be proven with what people have done my dear brothers and sisters. Bridge MCP says welcome to Alicia. And we have... E two two four seven. I will read that later. Lee Grant. Whoa. Let's see what else we got here. Julie Vanasdale. I've got to listen only mode. Got to tie up tomato and tomatillo plants. My cherry tomatoes are eight feet tall. So got to. Tri- whoa. You're a real green finger. Uh. Let's see. Your show fro. Uh. Anybody else seeing my show freezing? Because that's what Eric Hayes says. Uh. Let's see. Julie Vanasdale. I'm coming down. I'm coming. Wow. I'm, I'm keep. Let's see, I, I've got five more minutes I can read a few more of these things I'm coming down Welcome aboard, uh, Courtney SLP Welcome aboard, Julie Van Astel uh, Coming down, I'm coming down Eric Hayes says, crime is a problem And looked at the judges and the bonding To let violent criminals out Look, I am not saying that we should let Violent criminals out on bond But uh, just to absolutely call out judges that way I think uh, it's very misguided Uh Michael Rudnan says peanuts better than nothing. Not, no, not really, and that's why Democrats keep losing. Understand what I'm saying, Rudnan. Please, I'm not the typical person just saying uh, take what you can get. I'm saying take it, not take what you can get. Take it. That's what I'm saying. Take it. Okay, oh, Egberto had to get real with the pastor. Yeah, I did have to get real with the pastor. Uh, Eric Hayes, neighbor compared me to white trash and to move to another area, thus making it racial too, which is sad to see. But to me, it is on my neighbor, not on me. Oh, wait a minute, brother Eric. We spoke about that issue that time uh, uh, when we had some coffee. It's, and you're right, Eric. It's not about you. It's about him. You're a good person, brother. Uh, let's continue here. Courtney SLP Alicia, oh, yeah, I'm here with you first time. <laughs> okay, let's see what else we got here. I'm, I'm really done. Daniel Doe, I'm proud of my homophobia. I'm uh, Good for you. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Love you guys. From Van Asdal. Okay, I think I'm, okay, great, I'm done. All right, let me go ahead and play the interview that we have with Penny Morales Hay, Representative Penny Morales Hayes, and then, I mean, Ash. Uh, What am I saying? Anyway, we'll go ahead and uh, finish that thereafter. Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. As you know, we have several of our Texas uh, legislators in Washington, D.C. right now. What we can only be that can only be considered our local heroes. I want to first of all introduce you to the one and only Penny Shaw. Penny, how are you doing today?
1: We are maintaining, I'm doing good, and I'm happy to be with you, here with you today on the
0: show. Representative Penny Shaw is uh, from District, uh, represents District 148 in the Houston area, right?
1: Correct, yes. Now, Houston, Houston Northside, and a part of Spring Branch.
0: And a part of Spring Branch. Now, let me first ask you, um, how painful is it to be doing what you're having to do right now?
1: Well... I can first say, let me, let me just start that out with saying the sacrifices that any sacrifices that we're making um, hells mm-hmm. in comparison to uh, the potential sacrifices that mm-hmm. voters and election workers will have to make if this bill were to pass. Um, okay. But I will speak to your question though. Um, there was a member here who was supposed to get married last week, she had a wedding. Uh, That was canceled. Uh, We have members who have birthdays and they have to have them here in isolation from their families. We have people who are parenting via Zoom. Um, It's especially hard for parents with small kids and there are many members who have small children and they are having to be away from them for an extended period of time. And because of COVID precautions, they can't necessarily be here um, with them. Even Otherwise, they probably could travel here, but they're not able to. Uh, and hopefully, a lot of the people that are listening or watching got to see the MSNBC national coverage last night at, on the uh, last word show uh, because several members talked about uh, their hardships and well, just being away from our home amenities, we don't have cars, we don't we're we're living in our workplace. we're we're living in a public place essentially. Um, obviously, our risks are heightened here because we're sharing elevators and hallways and it's a big hotel and it's a busy hotel um and we have to take public transportation if we need to get some kind of amenity Uh, so you know those are some of the things i can think of obviously a lot of our businesses uh we a lot of us own businesses and our businesses are on hold they're idling right now uh, because we a lot of us can't work uh, do do what we do professionally remotely um, and others are trying to do their work remotely uh, from their hotel room, so that's. I hope that paints a little picture of what
0: it's like here. I think that is one of the most important pictures because what I wanted to show, and the reason I didn't even go into the voter details of the of why you over there, I want the listeners to understand that this isn't a game. This has financial impacts on our Congress people or on our representatives, who, as you said, have businesses and. Your salary as a rep is minimal, six hundred dollars, I think, uh, a month or something like that. Correct. Sometimes a little less. Right. Sometimes a little less. So, what you all are doing in Washington D.C. is not a gimmick. It is not a stunt. It is not trying to get attention because it has material impact on every single one of our state legis our Democratic state legislators that are in D.C. Now that we've got that out of the way, I want our audience to realize that. Do not buy into the narrative that somehow this is a gimmick for attention. This is real. Now, please, uh, Representative, please tell me exactly now, what is it that you're fighting for?
1: The freedom to vote. That's what we're fighting for, not only for Texans, but across America. There have been a slew of legislation filed in at least 46 states to restrict voter access uh, and to do have many impacts on voting that are essentially chilling effects to voters. And we can talk about those more elaborately. But specifically in Texas, our bill, and by the way, in 17 of those states, at least 17 of those states, the bills have already passed. So Texas would have been the next to pass such legislation had we not left the state to break quorum, which essentially then does not allow the House to vote on the bill uh, that's before us. Now, let me go back a little bit. In the regular session, which is January to May, this same voter restriction bill came up. Well, not the same one, because it even had more uh, restriction. Uh, but because we broke quorum then, they took out some of the things that were restricted. But this one is still very harmful, and we're still opposed to it. This bill is called HB-3. Uh, You may have heard of it before as HB-6. That's what it was in regular session. In that bill, it had all of the same provisions that we've seen now, but it also had um, banning uh, voting uh, sold to the polls on Sunday. And it also had a provision that would basically allow elections to be overturned without a finding of fraud, just allegations. So once we broke quorum on May 31st and and therefore that bill died Um, though that came out in the media and it was an embarrassment and that one those two got a lot of attention and so they said those were mistakes we didn't need to have them there and those were pulled out Um, nonetheless um, the governor this is his priority this is the GOP priority bill and so they called a special session to bring us back and mind you special sessions cost taxpayer dollars, a lot of money, and are meant for extraordinary matters, uh, just emergency extraordinary matters that need to be addressed to call the legislature back into a special session. Well, in the governor's mind, this is one of those things. Um, COVID wasn't, uh, the, the winter freeze and giving people relief wasn't, uh, and many other things weren't, but this is. And so he's called a special session to bring us, bring us back to really, this is the priority bill that, that, that they want to pass. Um, looking at the bill, there are many, many voter restriction problems still that exist, even though the ban on social polls is taken out. Um, you have the empowerment of partisan poll watchers who can be intimidating, um, who can now get up very close to people, uh, as close to actually the, the law says to see and hear what's going on at the polls uh, and that includes election workers and while voters are all around and they can wander around freely. So it's also uh, can be very intimidating to voters as well. Uh, and we know that people go to great lengths to go to the poll and vote. They wait hours and hours sometimes. Um, they have to sometimes take off work. They sometimes have to take their kids. They they just, they have to go through a lot. It's not, oftentimes it's not an in and out. So to be subjected to um, untrained uh, and, and uh, partisan people that are sent there by specific parties or candidates or organizations um, and have to be overseen by them and potentially intimidated by them is not something that, that we want. We don't consider that helpful or favorable or in any way um, empowering voters to continue Technically to...
0: speaking, technically That's speaking, right. it's illegal.
1: <laughs> well, this bill is making it legal. um and I don't think I have to tell you—you you can use your imagination about what kind of people and what kind of paraphernalia, what kind of weapons, uh, all of these things um, that we've seen in the past. We don't want to codify any any parts of that to make it a law and to give these give these kind of partisan poll watchers a safe haven at our election at our election polls. Um, it creates criminal pitfalls uh, throughout the bill. Uh, so that innocent people who think they are just helping somebody vote uh, could suddenly be involved in a criminal act uh, or if an election worker gives somebody
0: uh, i i think that one is very important uh, uh, representative because uh, there there's a part that i think if, if you're helping auntie or helping grandma uh you have to fill out some sort of an affidavit that says uh that that says whether you helped or not or whether you assisted or not and if you turned out to answer that in a way that they can interpret it some other different way you can get thrown in jail for that.
1: And you may just you know be doing it innocently someone may ask a neighbor may ask you for help someone who who isn't their native language or they just don't understand sometimes uh, the the ballot can be complicated and provisions in their ballot measures uh, they can be complicated so they just create fine lines that you have to walk um, and, and that creates pitfalls for people who are, everybody's not a lawyer. Everybody is. And even lawyers aren't going to know this unless they go study the bill and the bill is nuanced. It's probably 50 pages long. It's not a simple bill. And, and so essentially, without getting into the, the nitty gritty nuanced details, it creates a chilling effect to people who want to help people who want to go vote um, election workers. That's another part people uh, and you mentioned family members, I want to go back to that for a second, because there is it, it does still have you stand, you can help family members vote. Um, but they have narrowed that. And again, you have to be careful with exactly following the, the strict guidelines of the law, basically, even if you are helping a family member, it's not just like, I'm going to help my tia, or I'm going to help my I or my aunt or my uncle. Um, or my grandparents or my parents. It's just not like a simple thing. They're, they're, it's in the code and it has to be followed. Um, and election workers, they are often retired people who just want to make sure that democracy is upheld and they want to make sure our le- elections are safe and honest. Um, their their ability to keep our polls functioning properly, and they are trained, these trained people, um, is grossly restricted by the proposed law, uh, giving poll work, partisan poll watchers, more authority basically than, than the poll, poll worker. Right, and get, it, giving them more protection and more more uh, autonomy, basically. Oops, I'm a call. Let me decline. Uh, okay. That, yes. yes. yes.
0: yes. You're aware, what you're... is sad, uh, Representative, is that um, I think what we showed in Harris County, the the second largest county in the country, was that if you give people options to vote, they'll vote. And what scared them to death is that people came out of the woodworks to vote. And absent them uh, not uh, not further uh, uh, suppressing the vote in, in uh, Harris County, our own mm-hmm. Attorney General Ken Paxton said that Donald Trump would have lost the election in texas had he's not been successful in stopping harris county from doing what they were doing
1: that's exactly right you're that's exactly on point we had record turnouts in 2020 um and despite despite the intimidation that was attempted with the census right so despite that we had record turnouts at the poll and you're right that yielded results that were astonishing i mean it gave us a new administration and um, this bill in a lot of ways really feels directly targeted to the houston and harris county area because you're right we we did expansive things we we enlarged access to the voters and because of it we gave more people the ability and ease to go and vote and isn't that what it's all about
0: that is what that is yeah. actually what it's all about. We're, we're coming up on time right here, okay. um, Representative, so please tell me uh, what would you have liked me to ask you? What would you like to tell our audience that I haven't thus far?
1: That we are, we are working here uh, despite the seeds of doubt that are trying to be planted and the simplicity they're trying to make this bill sound like it's harmless, it's helpful, Uh, We're in agreement with any part of the bill that makes elections safer, although our Secretary of State of Texas came out and testified that our elections are safe and there are very little problems, very little incidents of fraud uh, in the millions of voters. So this bill is uh, a solution looking for a problem uh, that doesn't exist. And I just want want all of the Texas voters and listeners out there to know that your legislators, your elected officials are here because we realize the gravity of what's at stake and we want to protect the right to vote because it's at the core of our democracy and this bill affects everyone. It affects everyone and we want to make sure that that right is not infringed upon or trampled on.
0: Texas House Representative... Penny Shaw, thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. And I tell you, you are one of our heroes out there. Please keep up the good work because we know the pain that you guys are going through out there in D.C., being away from your businesses, your families, your churches, or wherever it is that uh, whatever it is that you do here in Texas.
1: Thank you, Professor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed that. I, um, you, As you know, well, we are at the halfway mark, so before we go, remember I tell you I'm going to shorten this baby up. Please, folks, if you are on YouTube, click on that Join button, become a part of our PDR Posse, become a member, and s- consider getting some of our cups at our stores. Uh, you know what I have? Instead of uh, putting all those links on the screen like I did before, what I do is I have one link, so please support us by going to www.politicsdoneright.com slash support www.politicsdoneright.com slash support Be a part of us because we are a part of you. We are going to make sure that we get things done. As you can see, we bring you all the people that are in, in what we call in Panama Te traemos la gente en la ola We bring you the folks that are of the times, the folks that are making those changes. So please support us. Uh, get our books, get our stuff. Anytime you buy a book, a t-shirt, uh, you support us on PayPal, Patreon, uh, YouTube, you're actually helping us put that message out. And I think that, that's one link I forgot to put in the thing here. So here is the direct link to buy the mug. Okay, all right, folks, uh, let's go ahead and go into my rant of the day. And I want to tell you about my rant of the day before I play it. Everybody was so ecstatic to see that spaceship go up today. And as an engineer, my first thought as well is the same. You know, I love technology and all of that. But you see, we engineers, we doctors, we all those other people are doing these great things. You know, we're not in it for the money. We're not in it for the spoils You know, when you come up, I remember when I originally, you know, we just want to make a living, right? When I came up with uh, that serial driver to drop the RTS signal that all these major companies, NASA, everybody else use, my goal wasn't to get rich. In fact, I just realized that I told you guys a story about being able to do it, right? You know, people like to say things like, if you overtax the billionaire, innovation is going to disappear or we're not going to innovate, or look at of America, it's the best innovation chance. So let's go ahead and play this, and then we'll take it on the other side. I want you to listen to this in detail. Another day, another billionaire in space. Oh, it's so exciting. The mainstream media is going berserk. Everybody is happy somehow doing something that we that we did 60 years ago is now novel again well we did it a bit differently but the technology that the, the theories the science theories all remain the same and we've done nothing new we didn't go to the moon we didn't go to the space station, the heights that the space station has reached or anything of that nature. What we're good at is marketing. Something great has happened here. Really. What really has changed between what Bezos and Sir Richard Branson has done? What has changed? Please tell me. Other than somehow, some billionaires making money off of the brains that we, the people, created when we did all that we did with NASA. Will you? you? You know what? It was great to see a congressperson, a Rokana, who got it. He saw it. He realized the fraud. Let's go ahead and take a look at it, and then we'll take it on the other side. I don't want to be a pooper. I really don't. It's novel. It's great to see somebody go up into space. But all the things that go behind it, all the excitement, the exhilaration, all of these things. Is it really is it really? Check this out and then we'll take it on the other side.
2: I want to bring in somebody who has a bit of a different perspective on all this. Democratic Congressman Rokon, a member of the House NASA Caucus. Congressman, um, good morning. Thank you for being with us. Your initial thoughts on what we've seen go down over the last 90 minutes here.
3: Well, I don't think I've heard of a bigger oxymoron than talking about billionaires going up into space and then using the word democratizing. Uh, Here are the facts. Amazon has refused to pay any tax in 2017 or 2018. Jeff Bezos didn't pay tax two of those years, and now they're spending millions of dollars that could have been taxed using that to go up into space. But, Hallie, there's a deeper problem, and that is that these tech leaders view the social good as equated to technological progress and market value. They're missing key principles such as justice, such as liberty, such as equality, such as compassion, and the reality is that they have an unexamined view of what constitutes a good society and sometimes an arrogant view.
2: He, in a way, preemptively responded to some of that uh, when he was doing a bunch of network interviews over the last 24 hours. Here's what he said.
0: And of course, people said, look, we have so many problems here on Earth, and they're right. And we need to do both. And we've always done both. We need to focus on the here and now, and we need to look to the future.
2: Is there not, Congressman, some degree of scientific value, some degree of overall benefit coming out of these missions?
3: Yes, of course. But who is Jeff Bezos to decide? Why does he get to decide what the right balance is between taking care of homeless individuals, between helping people with STEM education, between making science and astronauts more inclusive? and having private missions into space. I mean, what's offensive is that he thinks that a few people like him get to make these societal decisions. No, we live in a democracy. Democracies get to decide the balance.
2: Let me share with you a bit of the uh, libertarian perspective here from Reason Magazine, an op-ed response pretty directly to the criticism that you're making, writing, "Um, the irony is that NASA takes our money to finance a space program that no ordinary citizen could ever hope to access. Yet when Branson, Musk and Bezos spend their own wealth with the explicit goal of one day selling ever cheaper tickets to all comers, that is when congressmen get grumpy. I'm not saying you are the grumpy congressman they're talking about, but they're clearly alluding to the, the type of pushback that you've been, been putting up here. What say you?
3: Last I heard, it cost $28 million. I don't see how that's democratizing access to space. If they want to argue that NASA should try to open up space flights to uh, the American people, let's have that conversation and we can try to democratize access to the space program in a responsible way. My problem is why do Bezos uh, and a few of his friends get the to make these decisions and why are money that should have been used to pay taxes that's offensive
0: absolutely offensive you know after uh, i after i saw the launch i really got upset i was sitting down there i was talking to my wife and saying i can't believe the hoopla they're making out of this stuff it's so gull- we're so gullible you know and here's what i said i said pooper alert as the media launch, this is what I, r- I i wrote a twitter chain and this is what i said uh pooper alert as the media teaches us how to hyperventilate with excitement over something we did 60 years ago with taxpayer dollars, I cannot help but get upset with our programmed gullibility. Note that Blue Origin and Virgin Galactic were privy to the technology we all developed. All enhancements to our composite knowledge that should be in the public domain are now the property of these private companies to be used at their will and for the profit of the few millionaires and billionaires. Let us be clear. Virgin Galactic reached around 53 miles up there and Blue Origin reached around 65 miles. The space station that has been flying for decades with public dollars is orbiting the Earth at 240 miles or so. Neither company has yet reached the real space goal, but is receiving an inordinate amount of free advertising. There is one good thing out of this moment. A wrong has been righted. After doing the work, Wally Funk found out NASA was not sending women to space. At 83, she got her opportunity to at least cross the Carmen line. Into space. So, the, of all this hoopla that goes on, the only good thing that I see out of this is that somebody that was denied access to space because of her gender was able to go up there and prove that, yes, I did it after all because I was one of the first and denied. But as far as technological advancements, all of this could have been done under the domain of NASA where we, the people, would have maintained all of the technology that we originally developed in the first place. But now, what we're doing is, they talk about democratizing space. No, they're making the ownership of travel to space belong to... El Señor Besos, Richard Branson, and those other private companies who will hold the technological rights to these things, things that are built on the technology we all the people created. You know, Stephanie Rule. I love Stephanie Rule. I love what she stands for. I love the way she get, does her uh, news, etc., because she's usually honest. But even she got caught up into the, into the hoopla where she said, this is a proof of American exceptionalism. I said, absolutely not. How could this be the proof of American exceptionalism? This isn't something that we, the people, are doing. This is something that Jeff Bezos and others are doing to make a buck, not to make America better. They are only doing this to make a buck. When we talk about real space travel, we are supposed to be talking about the integral America. So this is what I tweeted to her. Uh, Stephanie Rule, love your great reporting and vibrancy, but Blue Origin's achievement of the already achieved is not American exceptionalism. It is gullibility. If billionaires paid their taxes, NASA would do this work where the intellectual property is all ours. As opposed to us building the foundation and then after we take the risk out of building the foundation, we get parasites that come and build something as if it's new. The other part of the parasitic industry saying, hey, look at the great things they've done. You know what, guys? They hadn't even made it into orbit. We have a space station technology, which I also worked on. I worked on some of the software on space station. But we have technology out there. Right now, old technology that is orbiting the Earth thousands of times since it was placed up there. And we get a couple of guys who barely touch space. And they get all the attention being billionaires and doing something with the technology we created and they're going to keep all the enhancements for themselves and charge a few more dollars to millionaires to get some flights and you know what, ultimately we do what we always do, we cheer billionaires who use us to raise their or make their billions and then tell us if you want to use what you've created you gotta pay us who've created nothing to do it. All right. I mean, I wanna you know, I mean, we are we've been indoctrinated from the beginning, from the our inception into birth in the country, right? And it, it also led to us not doing a whole lot of critical thinking. And I'm i wanna start with my good friend. Daniel Ledeau. Daniel Ledeau said the following in in, in a little note that he just put there. Oh my God! So offensive. They're using... People use their own money to finance trip to space. Horrific! He's being sarcastic. And you see... Critical thinking asks the question... Where did you get the billions of dollars to fund it? I am saying... There's something intrinsically wrong with America where people can amass a billion dollars but do not have the worth to show a billion dollars worth of work. You know why? It's impossible for one human being to create that kind of worth relative to what others within the same society have been able to achieve. Let's put it in simple English. How did Jeff Bezos get his billions? Jeff Bezos got his billions by creating Amazon. A lot of people work for, for Amazon. A lot of people created the technology that Amazon uses. But all that technology that Amazon uses aren't only the, the, the engineers who work for Amazon specifically. But all the engineers who work for NASA, the Department of Energy, and all these other departments that have come out with inventions whose intellectual properties were then used to build all the things that make Amazon an attractive company, but all of the spoils from the engineers, from the workers, the stock the stock the people who pack the boxes, the people who delivers. Most of the spoils that make Amazon worth the billions that it's worth didn't go to those people. It didn't go to the taxpayers who invented the tech, who paid for the invention at the universities for much of the technologies used by Amazon. It didn't go to the taxpayers who created a zip code system that makes delivery systems effective. We have all kinds of technologies we, the people, developed. So that others can build upon and do something with it. But as others have built upon it, like Jeff Bezos, they have kept the spoils because one, they refuse to pay taxes. They pay others to, con- to pay off politicians to prevent them from paying taxes so their, their money continues to grow exponentially. In a pie that's growing at 3% a year, they're growing at 10, 20% a year. That's unsustainable, and it also means they're taking a larger share of the market from everybody else. They're stealing it legally, but stealing it. So when somebody without critical thinking says, Jeff Bezos is using his own money. Rich people are using their own money to do things. Leave them alone. You know, that is a, that's slave mentality. I've always spoken about, how did black people last in slavery so long? And then I realized, it's not that black people or all the other people that at any given time were slaves. It's that we've just learned a new way of slavery. Whereas, in the past, we could codify and see black people as slaves and poor white people would do what they needed to do because at least they weren't slave they thought they were in control they thought they had something of worth which was freedom because them black folk didn't have it but the capitalists and by the way capitalism is slavery okay that's how slavery came into being all right uh, it's just a form of capital we were as a black man i was just somebody's capital capitalism that's why When the slaves in Maryland and all these places were freed, the American government paid reparations to the slave holders. They don't want to give the slaves any reparations. They don't want to give slaves to people who worked for free. They don't want to give them anything. But those slave owners who, after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, they were paid for their capital, the capital that they lost. And who was the capital they lost? These human beings, these black human beings. You see, the reason why nobody wants to teach critical race theory—they they don't want to teach any of this because they are going to. Real, folks are going to realize not, and it's not just critical race theory is not just for black folk. It's for white people, my brothers and sisters as well, because they're going to learn they were part of the con and they were conned. Everybody was conned. Because what happened now is after the Emancipation Proclamation, it was seen that we don't need to have chains to enslave people. We just need to enslave their minds. If you doubt it, listen to a sentence. Oh my God, so offensive. People use their own money to finance trips to space. Horrific. He is actually of the belief that the money the rich has was earned by the rich. That is what you call an enslaved mind. And until we free ourselves, until we free ourselves, when we look at somebody that's worth a billion dollars, you don't look at them and say, wow, how did they amass that? You look at it and say, from whom did they steal it? When you learn that that is the reality, you are free to start talking about policies that really helps everybody everybody but it first means you have all of us have to be first educated into a fashion to understand what is really happening we you see they learned how to enslaved without without the chains all right, let's see. Daniel, it's not their own money especially when they haven't paid their tax. And, and not only that, we're, it's it's the it's the left it's what they haven't paid the people who did the work. That is what we have to remind people of. Okay, let's see what else we got here. I'm scrolling down. Uh, she predicted the blue wave. Uh, I, I who's that? Uh, Bitter I think you're talking about Bitter um uh, what's her name? Bitter Bitter or something like that. I interviewed her a couple of weeks ago on our show. She predicted the blue wave. Now she's trying to prevent a big red one. Yes, I interviewed her here. Look it up. Uh, her name is Bi- Bite Bite something. B-I-T-E something. Look her up on my webpage. We interviewed her here. All right, let's see what we got here now. Continuing down, Maywood replying to Eric Hayes. Uh, let's see. Um, You, as an engineer, make the choice to work for government, NASA, or private companies. Amazon, am I missing something? Yeah, you're missing a lot. You're missing a lot. It doesn't matter if I work for the government or I work for the private sector as long as I'm paid my worth, okay? What I'm saying, however, what you find out is in the private sector, uh, you have those in the capital class who are ripping you off. If if, If your company makes a huge profit and you don't, that profit that they made is monies that you didn't make, It's not a difficult thing to think about. Lee Grant, Americans demonstrated powered flight in 1903 and we landed on the moon in 1963. That is exceptionalism. That is exceptionalism. Yes, it was the only country who landed on the moon. I agree with you, Lee Grant. What Bezos and Richard, Richard, um, uh, Richard the rich man did, Branson, that's not exceptional. We've done it before. In fact, we've done much better before. Thank you. And with technology, you know, it's funny. They did it with core memory. They have gigabytes of memory in which to create software that doesn't even have to be that efficient. In the days when I was writing assembly code on a, 80, uh, on a Z80, we had to try to fit stuff in four kilobytes. It's amazing. So, no, what they're doing is nothing exceptional to what they're doing. Oh, so they were able to land, uh, bring that thing back and land it on the ground. The Russians have been landing on the ground from the inception of the Soyuz program. It's nothing nothing new about that. So we we have to we have to again, critical thinking and being educated ourselves is so important. It is so important. Jessica Taylor, Egberto, you are given lessons today. Somebody needs to learn this knowledge. Thank you, my kind Jessica Taylor. Okay, Eric Hayes, let's see what else we got. Alicia says, why do you think mega companies don't want um, Medicare for All? Don't you think they would save so much money not paying for insurance people? No, it's, ah, it's one of out of chain. Oh, my God, Alicia, Alicia, you hit the nail on the head. Medicare for All saved them a lot of money. From, in one respect, you're absolutely right All of their medical bills will go down All of it But They lose one of the chains that they use to enslave you Because if you no longer are dependent on them for health care You can go form your own company And you can do as you please And they don't want that So they lie to all those people Oh, government takeover of health care So do you prefer government takeover of health care For the government who you can elect and de-elect Or do you prefer private sector taking care of healthcare who will only pay what they want to pay based on not affecting their profits? Alicia, thank you for that statement. You know, anytime I hear one of our listeners make comments like that, (coughs) it hits home. Because I'm going to miss a video again today uh, that I was to play yesterday, but it it, will still have standing tomorrow. But when I hear a comment like that, Alicia, no, it is one of out chains. Uh, uh, Alicia, you get it. Thank you. You get it. You get it. Like I said, these people understand now. You don't. You don't. And you don't enslave people with chains anymore. You enslave them with indiv- with invisible chains, and those invisible chains resides in your mind and most of us to this date to this date most of us and i was at well, i was as well at some time enslaved in my own mind yes having to work with those constraints was amazing that is uh rose williams Reddit attempt. ready attempt. Critical race theory promotes a theory that a person's skin color gives a disadvantage or advantage to a person to be successful. All right, let's let's break that down. No, that's not what criti- You see, that is how they would like you to see critical race theory. That says, okay, Egberto, you're black, so therefore, uh, uh, you need some. Let me tell you what critical race theory teaches. And by the way, I. I didn't know about critical race theory as a subject until recent. But I've lived critical race theory. And let me tell you better than just saying live critical race theory. My next book is going to be all the tribulations I went through from college all the way up until forming a company, dealing with banks, all that kind of stuff. That's my next book. I wasn't going, it wasn't going to be the next one, but my daughter says maybe with all that's going on in the world today, you should make that one. So let me tell you. Critical race theory is something that points out a fact, and I told you guys that story before. I know, I maybe didn't tell you that story, but I, I, just a quick synopsis. When I, when I came to Houston after uh, I failed a physical because of a metal rod on my spine... As, even though I was doing engineering work, I was going to be in a truck and because I was in, going to be in a truck, the oil company said, well, we don't want anybody with a, but go to Houston for an interview because we're hiring people there. So they interviewed me uh, for a senior software engineer position. And the woman who interviewed me loved me. She, she wanted me, wanted to hire me, et etc. And my introduction, my f- introduction to professionalism to a professional corporate job, Was to have a vice president sit me in his office and says, I don't know why XYZ likes you, but she wants she thinks you can do the job. And I want to tell you something. You got six months. And if you don't perform, I don't want to hear a damn thing about affirmative action. And after he told me that, you know, I kind of froze up. I was like, wow. And then, uh, you know, for me it was no problem. I know I could do the job. But still, that six-month project I did in two months. And my boss came in and she said, Ah, you don't even be worried about now six uh, months. You're here. And I kept the job. That was the longest job I ever stayed at. And I never stayed at a job a long time, two years. But the reality is, your hue, whether folks want to admit it or not has a lot to do with the job you have. How Many of the people for a long time, until they realized how good I was at, at, at the PDP-11 and all these other software uh, writing operating systems for these systems, they really sat down and thought it was some sort of an affirmative action hire. And you have to live with that pain. I don't call it pain. You have to live with that on your shoulder, Do they realize that I really know what the hell I'm talking about or do they follow that myth that people like me who get those jobs, it's affirmative action and get treated accordingly and not get the promotions that are due you. I have a whole lot to write in the book and so I'm going to keep that for the for the book because, again, it's amazing how people believe that crap they watch on, uh, on uh, Fox News about what critical race theory is and all that kind of stuff. Hey, Bridge MCP, Egberto, off topic. You missed my comment. I sold home, cannot find one, so I'm moving into your new fenced yard. All right, there you go, my girl. She got her home sold and she's going to move in with us. <laughs> so you really got, uh, it's hard. I told a friend of mine, it is a seller's market. So you must have made a lot of money on your home, baby doll. Anyhow, exceptionalism. Going into space three years after the policy was promoted by JFK, these billionaires are going half as far into our... They, they, haven't, they haven't even made it into suborbital flight. Not even suborbital... They just jumped up very high and fell down. That that law dropping down in space is because they were free-falling. When you're free-falling at the same, uh, the same rate that gravity is pulling you, that it gives you the implied feeling of, of, of floating, right? But in reality, they are falling to earth within a canister, so they are implied to be weightless. They're not really weightless. It's not, that's not true weightlessness, what they experience. Nobody's going to tell you that. They're free-falling, like you jump out of a plane, but you don't have the, you, don't have the, um, you know, you, you, if you're making the arc of the earth, you're falling down, and it gives the implication of weightlessness. It is only weightless. Well, that's another story that we'd have to talk about some other time. Let's see if I can get to these right now. Uh, Alicia, let's see, let's see. What else? Egberto, please move away from the chain thing in a corporate world, as not everyone wants to be their own boss. No, 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 no. You missed the point. I'm not saying being a corp- working for a corporation means you're a slave. I'm saying what I, I'm saying. I'm going to have to talk about that tomorrow because it's a long story. Alicia Egberto keeps the trolls around, tries to educate them all. Michael Run is stepping away. Catch you next time. Okay, brother. All right, let's see what else I've missed here. sounds so familiar. Egberto, thank you for hosting today's visit. Thank you, guys. Uh, Let's see. Good show, my bro. Thank you. Do white guys as executives jump higher? No. (laughs) Invite me to space. I will go. Anyhow, we got to close this baby down because we're out of time. Look, thank you so kindly for being here, my friends. Uh, we'll continue the discussion. You can ask me anything. Uh, don't forget to sign up for our um, our Ask Egberto Everything on Saturday. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out!